Hey, girls, we are back. What's up, papas, mamas, and everything in between? I have my handsome bunch with me, as I always say, my handsome men of him. Hey, Aaron. Hey, love, what's up with it? Hey, hey. I also have Trey. What's up, baby? Hello. And lastly, I have my bitch, Stevie, as always. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Um, so we always do like a little slight check-in or whatever, and um, we're just gonna give like what the girls been up to. Um, anything new? Anybody have a baby? Anybody get married? Uh, okay, girl. No, but no. Um, what's what's everybody been up to? What's what's up, Aaron? Talk to me. Talk to me, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say the same thing every week. Um. Well, bitch, don't say the motherfucking same thing, bitch. We about to switch it up. What what's it giving? It's not giving nothing, girl. <laughs> it's is it's, it's really giving I'm in the house. Like, okay. you know what I'm saying? I was wearing shorts yesterday and it just it, it didn't work. And uh, you know, so I'm back to wearing pants. You know okay. what I'm saying? And and hoodies. And hoodies, yeah. And do rags. <laughs> really I'm 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 bundled. You know, I said it on Twitter. I was like, you know, I was talking all that shit. And I was like, you know, summer is really canceled for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going nowhere or doing nothing. Like, so some, I don't know what girl it is. There may be a few girls. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sure it's a few girls. They literally retweet you all day. So like, literally, all I see is your face. Sorry, up, bitch. You are. <laughs> all I see is your face up and down my timeline. I don't know who I follow that literally retweets you all day long i don't know so somebody out there yeah but i saw that tweet because like literally I, i've seen it multiple times today sorry apologies <laughs> no I, you know i live for you hey those are the who should not be names that oh. I, told I can't <laughs> say on air um but on to me um i went to my first event in the city for the first time you know i don't go out and so um my boss uh, invited me to um, his screening for um, his new his uh, a friend of his uh, show um, not show but screen dance called Unapologetic Me Black Gay Man um, and it was amazing it was inspirational compelling it was everything all in the above I took Malik with me and his friend Damien um, and I met a lot of people there you know it was so fun um, I need a support because, you know, I don't go out and I don't like new people. But um, I definitely met um, Ryan, Ohio Ryan, okay. and um, Kid Ford, Eric Ford, in the building. So I definitely had a good time and it makes me not scared to go out anymore. You know, I don't like the city or people. So, yeah, that's me. And I hate my roommate um, because he saw some pants I'm wearing. I am actually have them on today. And he went and purchased some same damn pants. Like, he didn't see me in them the day before. So, we have beef right now. And everything that he does, like, annoys me. Like, the way he eats, the way, like, he talks to himself in his sleep. Like, I want to, like, suffocate him with a pillow. Ah! But I'm not going to because I'm actually a great roommate and I don't make any type of noise or commotion. But the stealing of my outfit is the last straw. So... It's given very much of bitch who wore that look. Who wore it better? That part. 
And there's only one. Okay. Because I can actually put it together. I'm not wearing no damn pink shirt with no damn blue pants. So no, no shade. She don't. She don't do it the black way. That's all I'm gonna say. All I or all I'm gonna say is bitch got labels, but can't put some labels together. Okay. I'm not look. I'm not gonna concur with you. Y'all are like, shady girl, as fuck. So I think she may have that. listened to the show, but I love you, baby. Does she listen to the show? I don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, hey, I girl. say it to the face and on my show. Oh, <laughs> y'all live with each other. So you ain't got no choices. Oh, hey. Um, it's me, Stevie. Um, what have I been up to? Um, I've basically been helping my mom and my sister plan my sister's baby shower. Um, and who knew that? Planning a baby shower or any event would be so fucking stressful. Um, I took the job of being the host of the party, so my ass is gonna be on the mic and you know, introducing everything that we're doing, like the games and everything. Which who knew that there were so many fucking games that you could play at a fucking baby shower? And my sister is so picky when it comes to that. Like, I don't even understand it, but I'm ready to become an uncle. Um, I've been saying this on previous episodes. I can't believe I'm going to be an uncle. Um, and I've really just been doing the same shit as, you know, normal. Listening to music, journaling, soul searching, ignoring niggas. Okay. That part, you know, and ready for this. And my fucking allergies are out of fucking control. And the weather just cut nice. And I'm already fucking over it. Yeah. Um. So shout out to Stevie because... um. His family had, like, an event a few weeks ago when we recorded. And... I thank you for like missing that because I know like he is a very family oriented and um, yeah, so I'm glad that you were able to, you know, do that or whatever. But um, girl, baby, when did I like, I feel like my life has become very stressful in one um, week, but um, that's because you make it stressful. Okay. It's not because outside events you just make that shit stressful that may be it but um just a quick check-in everything has been cute um you know school has always been in the background but um i'm really excited because i received my acceptance letter from hunter so um your girl is like official now and it um it is a blessing and um i'll be majoring in comparative literature so I'm really happy to like, you know, get my things started and get my thing wet, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, and um, my baby is in China for two weeks. So I've kind of been, you know, lonely and sad. But um, other than that, it's been cute because I, I spent a lot of time with him. So I don't get to hang out with my girlfriend. So that was actually where I just came from with hanging out with good friends. And um, yeah, I'm a little lit. I just came from a boozy brunch. So it's given that, but like, girl, I'm ready to get into um, the icebreaker. Um, Have you found a new name for that? Because um, icebreaker reminds me of something white. What and shaking table? Bitch, um, who's shaking tables? Backbreaker. <laughs> Backbreaker? Okay, um, we'll come up with it later. You know, well, that's what it was. Um, so my question to you guys is... And this is a bitch. Can you hurry? Like you not have it up? No, um, I've been I've been really like thinking about this all week. So the question is, what do you need to let go of to move into your next phase of life? Um, and I feel like that we're all trying to break through to something greater. 
um, and to become a better person. And I feel like regardless of what age we are or what age you are, you're always trying to accomplish something or transition into your next phase of life. So um, what is hindering you or what do you need to let go of or what do you need to do less of in order to get to your new stage of life or your new form or your new evolving? I think of Pokemon. Okay, um, I'm going to start. I actually want to start with Stevie because I don't never. I'm going to put you on the spot, bitch. I'm going to mix it up, girl. The girl said that you had something to say. So so I'm going to mix it up. So what's up? The girls didn't say that, bitch. Uh-huh. You made that up. Yeah. Anyway, um, basically what I had to do, uh, I mean, what I want to do to like get uh, in my new phase of life is pretty much be a little more confident because I used to be extremely confident in the fact of me not working and not, you know, having my own right now has been like a big struggle for me. So I think I have to really take the time and like focus on building up my comp- confidence back to the level where it was and not really pushing myself down and pushing myself more up and giving myself the confidence to just do whatever the fuck I need to do to get off my fucking, my, you know, plateau right now. Like it's a hot mess where I am in my head. Um, and all I have to do is really recenter myself. I know exactly what I have to do. I don't need a whole bunch of advice, which advice I've been giving a lot of. Um, but I just have to really just recenter myself and just get the confidence back. That's it. I feel like confidence is very imperative in everything that we do. Like when I was at Morehouse, like people would literally say the phrase fake it until you make it. Um, And I think that we literally like need to juice ourselves up or not even psych ourselves up to understand that. I mean, you're a confident person or you're a talented person. um, And just know that you have all of the faculties and the resources to do and become who you want to be, you know, and if you don't have them, you, you, you can find them or you can um, create them. So I really live. Um, Aaron. Aaron is wearing this blue and it's 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 and affecting me. Nails. Yeah, it's yeah. it in the black nails it's it's affecting me. Um what's up? Um I need to let go of anger. Okay. I have spent way too much of my life angry at um various things. I mean, the object of my anger has changed over the years, but the anger has always been there. Um I strive to be the type of person that does not take out my frustrations on other people. Not that is not to say that I don't um, fail at that um, several times, but uh, I am always trying to, I mean, you know, my pursuit is always empathy. So I'm always trying to make it better for other people to be around me basically. Um, But I'm always so angry just at like so many different things. And it's like, I, I have been working on that and letting, you know, one thing at a time go, but it's a difficult process. And so that's just what I'm working on, um, letting go of the anger that I have. So there's that. Um, I think that's what's important is, is um, I think that with me, I'm so, I'm an extrovert. I'm always usually happy. So when I do, when I am angry, it's almost as if I try to avoid it. So I think that um, accepting the anger and acknowledging that it's there and it exists um, and that you you want to change it and want to be happy about certain things or just approach just approach certain things in um, a, a different way. Um, I think it's really important. And I think you being a black man, you being angry, you have a right to do that. <laughs> I think sometimes it's like humans. We feel as though like we're not allowed to be angry about certain things. And um, I live. 
Hey Trey. Hello. What you what you what you got to say? Hey. Um bitch, I remember seeing this topic just because I wanted to know what Charles was gonna say. Okay. <laughs> um but I mean, I think for me it's about just getting out of my own head. Um <clears throat> I think a lot of times we get in our own heads and not just psych ourselves out, but just overthink things. Um, I think overthinking, it, it there, there's positive and negatives with it. And for me, sometimes I overthink myself out of positive situations. Um, and so that's what I've been working on. I mean, I've been working on, on it for a whole year. So, I mean, uh, it'll work. It'll happen. But I'm less... I think right now I'm I'm not overthinking um, schoolwork anymore, or I'm just overthinking personal goals and aspirations. Um, just because I mean we live in a time where social media is rampant and you see everybody succeeding, and you're you're not hating, but you're like, damn, like yeah, not wins my moment. Like I feel like it's going to happen, but I'm just like, damn. Like shit. Like I just want. I I need this in my life. Like, yeah. wh- where is this? Where is my time? Cause bitch, I'm ready. Okay. And you may actually not be ready. So, you you saying that is just a sign. Like for me, I feel like just saying that is a sign that yeah, I'm not ready. Like, just like when I say, oh, I just want some love right now. Like I'm actually not ready. Like yeah. that's that's actually the case. You can say it because you you think it, but I, I'm not ready for that level of success. I'm working. I'm still striving. Or I'm not ready for that type of commitment. I'm still working. I'm still striving to get that. So I think right now I'm just working on getting out of my own head um, and just living in the moment. So that's me. Um, I'm just going to do a small side note and say that I was very proud of you the other day. Um, I've never really... Well, first of all, I never get to see any of you in your element. Um, That means like when you're at work or when you're at school or the only opportunity that I have to see with uh, of you is when we collaborate. So um, I will say that the other day when I had the opportunity to see Trey in his element working um, with Daniel um, and just talking to other people and he always says that he's this you know introvert which you know I agree with he is but um when we when we're in a safe space it's so nice to see who we are and um it was just nice to see him like you know go out and mingle and be who he is and I think that he's a beautiful person I mean I think for me there's a lot of the Sasha Fierce element with just me in general (laughs) um I think I'm a very reserved person, um, home, out, and stuff like that. But I know that certain times I'm going to have to turn it on. So, like, I remember as a kid, um, I performed my entire, from, like, fourth grade to I was a senior in high school. I did, um, I was in the opera company. I did um, a few operas. Um, I traveled the world singing. And I had to turn it on. Like, I hated being in front of people. But... When you have to go out in the audience, you have to talk to people and you have to like sing in front of them. You have to know when to turn it on. And I could literally, I remember times turning it on. And then as soon as we get back off stage, I'm like, bitch, I'm done. Like, oh. give me my hoodie. Like, I'm ready to go. Like, 
give me my phone. Like I'm, I'm gonna need to to just decompress because I just th- there's t- I I've learned through life that I have to um cope with certain things and just have to push through. So for me, um, working is like the best feeling when you're comfortable. Um, this is my first time ever having to work somewhere where I ain't know nobody except for Malik mm. and Damien. And um, meeting people for the first time after you've spoken to them online. I mean, even speaking to people online, you're like, oh, we know each other, but we really don't, know, really you. don't know you. And yeah. like, especially if you listen to the podcast, like, I mean, you know more about me than I know, than about, I you. know about you. Like, yeah. you know that I like to flip it up and throw it back down and do it reverse. Like, I, you know all of it. And I just know like, Oh, your favorite color may be blue. <laughs> like, okay. that's all I could really say about you. So for me, I, I really appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, that's with the podcast itself, too. Like, there's a Sasha Fierce element. When the red light comes on, I do transform. Like, yo, it's a, you may see this person right here is, it's a part of me, but it isn't really. Do you have something to say? Because I've been waiting for you, baby. Girl, look. Here we go. I've been waiting. Miss so Mama. I'm just going to let you know. The look that Aaron gave Trey Mamas. If looks can kill, baby. If I'm, can I'm kill. just ready. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. That I'm on go for the day. Girl. So I bought sneakers and everything. I'm on go. The body of Philly. Oh, <laughs> so that's all I have to she say. She's her like double dutch. I can't. But, um, so... Before I answer the question, um, I want to say that, first of all, thank you, Justin Dominic. Thank you, Daniel Calderon, for um, inviting me. Um, And it was an amazing event. Um, Beautiful men, beautiful women, beautiful people. And um, it was honestly, like I said, uh, Trey said that he had no problem just expanding and, you know, talking to people and being himself. Literally one of the most safest spaces that I've been in this year, like in in a while um, with other gay black men and other creatives, black creatives. Um, And I think that when I go through when I, I go to certain things, well, specifically events in Manhattan a lot and. Rarely is there ever time to really be yourself and really get to know each other. But I spoke to at least 10 different people and they all said that they listened to him podcast and that they live for the podcast. So it was a very like, not only was it exciting, um, it was very humbling. Um, And I think anybody who even plays one second of him podcast because um it it all it all makes a difference and me being at the at event under it validates um what i want to do and what we are doing with this project and not also like what we are doing with this our personal lives and understanding that we all have a responsibility within the lgbtq community um but as well as the black community overall so um but I think that, like, what I want to let go is spending frivolously. Like, I really need to learn how to budget and save money as I come from a $80 brunch. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I think that 
men living in the city is really, really expensive, uber expensive. So um, if you have money, you definitely need to know how to budget and you need to pick and choose your battles as to like when you go out. But of course, if you have um, an exorbitant amount of money, then, you know, you can spend frivolously or you can spend how you want to. But bitch, I'm a full time student. You know what I'm saying? When I get my coin, I get my coin. And when I don't have my coin, I don't have my coin. So like it's very much of like I need to keep my things in order. Um, I mean, I think another thing I need to do is time management. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely saving is first. Um, but that's cute. And I know that we talked about un- unapologetic me. Yeah. Um, just us being here, but we'll definitely have a discussion soon coming up for y'all just to hear from Jay and from Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're we're huge supportive and i can't i mean i'm supportive because i work for the man but (laughs) i mean i'm supportive of all things that advance our uh, just uplift our voices Mm -hmm. um so stay tuned for him and unapologetic me you never know right um so we'll be back we're gonna go take a quick break so you know pee you know eat some you know candy or whatever smoke a blunt um and we'll so my my only thing is You know, this is an audio thing, so they could have been peeing and oh. eating a snack while oh. they were listening. But I'm just going to let you go on, off into the break. Now, do it now. Do it now. <laughs> Hey girls, this is Malik and you're listening to him. As always, check us out every Wednesday. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, Girl iHeartRadio, YouTube, all the good shit, bitch. Go ahead. Just click on anything, girl. You know you got all them devices. Check us out. And if you don't have any of those platforms, you can always visit our website at himpodcast.com. Love you, babies. Okay, we're back. Hope you got your life. Um, so the topic that we are about to discuss has been very, it's a very hot topic. Um, when I think about like love, love and hip hop, uh, Miami, um, Amara La Negra, um, and just what we are going through as like black individuals. Um, I think that the topic of colorism, um, is very, it's very like, it's very hot. Like everybody is talking about it. I mean, it's a hot button issue in general, Regardless. just because you got, I, mean, I just, I always think of it as, um, <clears throat> I know it's like really dramatic, but just like the house slave in the field slave, like that's just where everything often goes with it to me. Um, don't put your head on your forehead because you was thinking the same damn thing, ho. More or less. Like, I think that's the very like, Serious. That's the very primitive idea of yeah, what well, colorism is. That's whenever that comes into my head, that is the primitive no, no, no. first thought is normally primitive until you go deep dive in. I agree. Okay. <laughs> so, yes, that's where um, it, it takes me first, first thoughts. But for me, um, I don't want to say I've never experienced it, but I've never experienced it blatantly. 
So I'm so sorry, but I just literally had a change in idea before we even dab on colorism. Bitch, we can't talk about colorism without talking first talking about that foolishness that Kanye West is spewing on social media. We can't talk about this. We cannot talk about this without talking about how a dark-skinned black man says that slavery is a choice. And I'm also going to read somebody out on the panel who hashtagged slavery is a choice. Who tweeted slavery is a choice. Look, and, and also said, who was that? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Girl, you know he don't remember nothing. He tweets. I tweet about a million times a day. So if I did tweet that, girl, I probably don't remember. Go ahead, read Girl, come, come with the receipts, though. Okay. Well, see first of all, Aaron, is slavery a choice? No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That reminds Whenever he says no, it reminds me of little, um, what Amber Rose child name? Sebastian. Seb- Sebastian, when he'd be like, No. <laughs> That is like my favorite video. I have it saved because I just want it. Like it just makes me smile because it'd be like, no, like Luigi or I Mario. Can't. But go ahead. But no, um, I just think that, um, wow, I don't know. I mean, here's this. Um, take it from me, okay, as someone who used to love the man, like loved him, like wanted his children, love him. But like for me, it was, um. It's just disheartening to know that someone could even just think that that was just okay. Like, it's just, it's heartbreaking that you can admire somebody um, and then they can just spew hatred and just ignorance um, and just the whole, and then, and, and allow that to be used um, <clears throat> to hurt the people that he s- should be supporting the most. That he um, once gave hope. Yeah, I mean, you gave me hope, and now you are what they use to destroy me. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's it's like, bitch, I trusted you, and now you just stabbing me in my back, and it's just hurtful. Um, I don't follow the man. I've blocked or muted every sense of yeah. the word, yay, why, k, and yay, anything. <laughs> um. And it's just I, something that I just, one, it it could, just knowing the man, it could not even be like true sentiments. It could just be trolling. But even the fact that you are deciding to troll, um, just with something, such, just something like that. Um, you can troll about shit and everything else. You can just say that the, that water is really purple. I could take that instead of you saying that slavery was a choice because we all know that it was no way on God's green earth that it was a choice. Um, There was laws. There were just systematic um, things that were put in place to continuously oppress. And it's not even once slavery ended, it wasn't like it was like rainbows and butterflies afterwards. Like slavery ended and we were still on our asses. And we still had, we still fought and and tried so hard to get everything that we have right now. We're still, like, we are free, but we aren't even completely free as a people. So mm-hmm. that that's my take on it. Um, I just, I, I think that um, their whole, in literature, we learned that there is, 
you cannot separate your art. And when I say art, you could paint, you could write, you could do music. You cannot separate your art from politics. So a lot of people, I remember Todrick Hall, he tweeted, no shade to the girls that listen to Todrick. Ground like him. But Todrick tweeted a few weeks ago that he, he just wants to focus on his music. And I just feel like we as black people, we cannot not speak on the things that are going on in this world. And we have such a large platform and such power behind our voices. And I feel like, you know, people like Kanye only deteriorate like all of the work that we have um, accomplished since the 60s, you know, um, since the civil rights movement. And I like, and you know, the girls, Twitter has become a place where people literally try to like forget their troubles. So I have to keep in, when I get on, when I log on Twitter, I have to use my account understanding that people literally come up there to blow off steam. So when I see hashtags like slave is a choice or slavery is a choice, it's just like, okay, girl, it's a key. But at the same time, <laughs> it's actually like really offensive because there are like people who like grandparents or grandparents, parents who are, who were slaves and that are still alive and still connected to um, still connected to that life and that hurt and that pain, you know? Um, so yeah. With this recent revelation that, um, that Viceland with well, advice came out with about, you know, they were still slaves, uh, up into the sixties and seventies. Like and, the guy was talking about even the seventies. Yeah, there was a woman who did an interview. She died recently. Rest in peace, love. But, um, she didn't get her freedom to 1963, 1963. And this is, it's so disrespectful for Kanye to say some shit like that because it's like you, you, your ancestors, fought and died um so you could you know be free to type that on your fucking phone and press in you know what i'm saying they're the reason why you're standing here today and it's like um there's that fucking harriet tubman quote floating around like oh i freed a thousand slaves but i could have freed a thousand more if like some of their minds first of all that quote is fake look it up you know what i'm saying that quote harriet tubman never said that that was that started being circulated around around in the 90s um and that's not a real thing that she said. So you can disregard that as well. Um, know your history. There, there are so many slave revolts. We, 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 we fought. There was a system in place designed to break us down mentally. As, and it, it didn't just like, oh, you know, you're going to do this work now. Like, and that's just what it is. Like, we weren't allowed to read. We weren't allowed to write. We were cut off from our homelands completely. There was no community. Your kids were sold. Your husband your wife was sold somewhere else or killed in front of you like you couldn't speak your native language they changed your name it was all mental you know what i'm saying like they broke us down mentally and it's like if you think we weren't fighting then you are wrong but it's like it everything was against us from the very moment that we got here and it's just it's so disrespectful to say something like that like fuck kanye um so that's that's basically what yeah yeah, but I'm going to bring it back into what we were talking about originally before. Um, I just wanted to touch on that because it's just like, girl, we got to get bullshit, bullshit up out the, the house. Like, girl, no shade. You, mm-mm. no, 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 no. But um, I think that with colorism with me, I mean, I'm from the South. And now that I live in New York City, obviously, there, New York City is a very diverse place where I'm from. Um, it's very 
black and white um and within the black community um i always was taught that lighter skinned people have better qualities and that they're better people um that was passed on from just black people living a life of subservience and just oppression but i remember like those things being said by like my parents and like adults when i would go to school you know you would sit next to the little girl who had pretty hair the light skinned girl who had pretty hair so those were the things that i was affected by and i think that those are the things that people are affected by on an everyday basis um now being older i mean i'm aware of colorism and i mean i'm not really attracted to light skinned people like that's not my preference light skinned men um <laughs> like usually i'm into darker men but you know i think that you know everybody outside of preference i feel as though people are treated better and people receive more likes on Instagram and likes on Twitter if they're fair skin or lighter like no shade um and but i will say um so i'm the youngest and you were saying that you were brought up believing or thinking that um the the the, the fairer you were the the more qualities you had in a dark skinned house because everybody I, is dark skinned that I, I wasn't brought up that way um my father is dark skinned my mother is relatively light, light um she's like a good calm or whatever um and my whole family my mom and my dad's side they're all variations of shade um and so for us we were brought up just knowing that just being black, you were just black and you were gorgeous and you were just special. And and I never had or dealt with um, people thinking, oh, or just believing that, oh, well, lighter people have it a little bit easier or lighter, until I, I got older and I, I started listening or just hearing people's discussion about, especially about artists, um, like this person got it so much easier because they're light-skinned um, until I started thinking about it. I myself haven't, um, well, consciously dealt with it. Um, I may have been looked past, looked through for a job because of it, but I haven't known and it wasn't um, obvious to me. But I think that it is something that, one, does happen. Um, But I also want us to know that sometimes I feel like, I don't want to say this and just be, because um, I know I'm going to be attacked. I don't really care. But um, I think sometimes we use certain things to as a defense mechanism. So, yeah, I may be dark-skinned, and we all know you're going to have to work 10 times harder. But that isn't the reason why one person who's lighter is shining right now. Um it may just be because it's daytime. Um, and it may just be because that, for me, it, it gives you, a, it de- devalues you. It says, oh, well, I'm never going to be that good because the color of my skin. And sometimes that is the case. There is cases where, yes, that, that white man is not going to hire you for that sales job because those white women are not going to be able to 
uh, be feeling comfortable with a darker skinned person. There is always going to be that. But I also want everyone to know that sometimes it's not, I don't want to say it's not your time, but sometimes it, it it's, you just got to, you got to look at it. That's all I'm going to say. And really go ahead. Well, I want to say the initial affects the latter. So, and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, like you said, there are cases where when we, well, you know, I consider myself as someone who's brown skin or dark skin and people consider me dark skin. And when I step into a place, things happen because of my skin tone by other black people. And that conditions us to, to react to other experiences the same way. So you can't say you can't say that and then be like, well, girl, it's your time because, you know what I'm saying? The initial is affected by the latter. That sounds too much like saying, oh, yeah, I'm employee of the month this month. And, you know, girl, just wait your turn. Like, that's not. <laughs> girl. I'm not saying just wait your turn. <laughs> so what are you saying? I think that what the, I mean, for me, I think it's apples and oranges. Like, I think that color you can't colorism is different from you, your merit and you being talented. Like, you know what I'm saying? And. Colorism, modern colorism, how black folk that are lighter skinned and how black folk that are light skinned and black folk that are darker skinned get treated in today's society has a root in the house nigger versus field nigger narrative. House niggers were put in the house to work directly with the family because they were considered prettier or better looking than darker skinned black folk because they were more easily able to pass for as whites. Closer to white. And that has bled through into our society today. We've been socialized to believe that darker skinned black folk are somehow inferior. You know, we call them roaches and 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 monkey butts. You know, all you know, all those sorts of derogatory terms. And this is this is not even. I'm not gonna say this isn't something that white folk do because they do it too. But it's like we do it to ourselves. And this is, but like, this is something we've been, we've been taught this from like birth, basically. Everyone has, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I want to be careful to not diminish that to just something, to saying something like, oh yeah, you know, maybe it's just how society is right now. No, because like when it, to unpack these sorts of things, it's always going to be uncomfortable and it's it's not going to feel that great to actually face it, but we have to face it if we're ever going to learn and move past it to like a better, you know, area. You know what I'm saying? I'm I've kind of given up on white folk ever treating us right. That's just not going to happen. But we treating each other treating like each other right Definitely. has to happen. And and in order for us to do that, we have to acknowledge some uncomfortable truths. And this is one of them. Um it always strikes me as odd when like black people say, "Oh, you know, it's summertime and we're we're knee deep in summer or spring or what I don't know what it is in New York." Um but Literally, black people will go around saying, it's hot outside. I don't want to get black. Who said that? Black people always talk about getting darker, which I never understand. And it's just like those are that's a small example of colorism and just the internalized racism that is ingrained into what being black is, you know? Um, and like Aaron said, it all stems from the, you know, house nigga versus, I don't like to say it, but house nigga versus, versus Phil nigga. Um, and we even say it in jokes, bitch. Like, bitch, 
you know, like, girl, if she, if she, you know, somebody walk in, like, you know, I'll be like, Aaron, like, if I'm Ken, but Aaron would be a house nigga, and like, I would be like a field nigga, you know what I'm saying? And I also go back to this is so random, but when I go, I have a Spanish barber, or I go to Spanish barbers, and when I'm in the seat. Niggas dead be saying like they don't want to cut my hair because my hair is coarse. It's nappy as fuck. It has a different grain than somebody that is from the Dominican Republic or the somebody that is from Haiti or the somebody that is from Spain. Like, bitch, I am from (laughs) where I'm from. (laughs) And it's given what is given. But those are like the things. And like I've had black barbers say that. And it's just like you are black. You are black and it's, it's just really sad. And I think that a lot of times, you know, we, we all have our preferences cause I, Stevie loves light skinned men and so does. Okay. Yeah. Look, 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 uh-huh. um, look, 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 I got to, I about to put you on the spot, oh, but uh-huh. I think that colorism goes outside of preference is what I'm saying. You know, when you discriminate against another black person, regardless of how darker they are by how darker they are, that is colorism. For the record, all of my boyfriends have never even been light skinned, and I like light skinned boys, but I all of my boyfriends have been dark skinned, and that's crazy. Sir, did you just say same? I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, I don't no, think no. Say, I, let's reframe what you're saying. No, no, no. no. Is, bitch. I mean, I, I date dark skinned men, but like you know, most of my my most of my guys have been like my complexion or lighter, except for one. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, not, she thinks she know everything. I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say nothing. Girl, you know, yeah. I, I'm just going to. That's to be my quiet. history, girl. That's my history. As as she told me, that you, is that my is history. Her history. Thank you. His right here. History. Okay. Is a little bit deeper. That's it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I like. Um, I also think when people people strike me as odd when they say that color doesn't exist. Like, oh my god. Sorry, I had to, you know, I hate that. She's up now. Look. <laughs> no, because that makes that is erasure, and it makes me so mad. And the, the the comparison I always bring up is The Giver. I don't know if y'all read that when you were a kid. Oh, I remember The Giver in fifth grade. That grayscale-ass world, you know what I'm saying, where there were no differences and everyone was the same. It's like, you're not about to erase me, you know what I'm saying? Like, whether you're a person of color or you're black too, and you just don't want to see, I get where you're coming from, but that's not the way to do it. We're supposed to celebrate our differences, not erase them, you know what I'm saying? Because in erasing them, we're erasing our culture, we're erasing our heritage, and you're trash for that. So, yeah, that was a very Kim Zosiak um, term, and I have erased that white woman on my life, oh, yeah. that white woman on my life. Um, but I celebrate my blackness. So for that, the I don't see color, that would just take away from who I am. And I am not going, to, I, I don't associate, I've never said, oh, I don't see color. Like, this just sounds, re- that yeah. really, honestly, just sounds dumb. Like, to just, like, if you really take it for literal, like, do you really sound, know how Such dumb you sound? Like, you don't see the sky is blue, yeah. bitch. Like, what is wrong with you? But for me, like, just, I can't even, like, I don't even have words for it. Like, who says I don't see color? I think that, you know, as black, specifically black men, we we don't have the liberty to 
to be blind to what's going on in this world. We like have people killing us. We have people raping us. Um, and it's just not a time where we have the, again, the leisure to not be aware of what's going on. Um, I think that if you're black, we literally have a war going on in our backyard. And I feel like I'm my grandma, like, cause you know how my, you know how your grandma would say something so like morbid and so like, you know, cryptic. Girl, my grandma told me I was taking us back to slavery when I got a tattoo. Oh no. So, oh yeah. Like, you know, they'd be saying some like, mm, you know, said, you branded yourself. <laughs> and I was like, but grandma, yeah. it's like a cute little quote. Like, Oh my God, slavery? Like, damn. It's given that. But like literally as the other people are literally at war with black people. So we don't have the time to ignore. We don't have the time to be naive. We don't have the time to be ignorant to what is going on in our homes and our ba- in, in our backyard. Um, so, yeah. That was very nice. Yeah. It was very. It wasn't like Ayanla ish, but it was very like better than Ayanla. Yeah. Sister Soldier, maybe ish. Um, sure, I'll give you that. Okay, thank you. Um, so y'all know what motherfucking time it is. I feel like I get so tired of saying that every week, but no. whatever, I'm gonna have something new to say. Um, Always, it's jams of the motherfucking week. Jams ill um <laughs> so i guess i'll go around like we're in kindergarten uh-huh malik what's your jam of the week honey oh hold on look i'm pulling Bitch, it out. why aren't y'all ready that's my issue look i'm pulling it up i need you hoes to always be ready be on go always. i believe look i don't know how to say her name because you know all these new girls coming out okay um i believe her name is victoria monet oh now wait 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 let me tell you something baby now let me tell you something about that freak song bitch i put it i put let me tell you how i put it on that playlist and none of you hoes said nothing to me i'm a little irked with y'all been irked with malik because i sent him a playlist with that song on it and he was like i love that song i mean i love this playlist but now he is hearing this song and he acting like it's brand new i love you you bitches don't see this is what i'm talking about well first of all i ain't sharing music with you hoes no more i love her entire ep actually do you want a freak that's what i'll be i love her little i like her whatever tea she's giving but um victoria monet freak um and that's just because (laughs) <laughs> okay stevie but yeah i'm, I'm done oh, um my jam of the week is by jesse J. it's called i need this um a few people have done a cover to the song um i was in my room the other day and i was listening to it and every time i listen to that song and just a shout out to jesse J. because she is amazing um i think the song really touches on when you need your personal space or when you're in like or you're suffocated from a relationship and like that you basically have to get yourself to a place of you know i don't really need to be dealing with you right now i need my space to really recenter and find you know the space i need um um aaron it's your turn my jam is um it's called Call Me Baby. It's by uh, a K-pop group uh, by the name of EXO. That's E-X-O. Um, 
somebody like RT'd a clip of the video on Twitter, and I was like, oh, this is a bop. And uh, I went and explored some more of their music, and their music is actually really good. <laughs> I tweeted something about becoming a stand account for K-pop, and K- so let me just take this second to say that K-pop stands are really intense. Um, they they are really in- they're they're really nice, but they're really intense. Like my follower count has increased, and they've all welcomed me. They're, they're I, I've gotten so many DMs and mentions about like recommendations. Anyway, but. I really like the song, so listen to it. I, I think it's a bop. The video makes you like it even more. So, "Call Me Baby" by EXO. EXO. And and what does K-pop stand for? What is the Korean pop? Okay, that's what I, I that's yeah. I didn't want to be so, offensive. So, you know, K-pop is like has a, a culture of its own because it's like they they actually make some really good music, but usually Asian boy bands or girl bands they actually have a lot of members. Um, like 15 okay. Yeah, and EXO actually has they have it's like they have two subgroups, so it's like one group and then the other one. I think it's like XOK and like XOM or something like that, but you know whatever. Um, but yeah, so anyway, listen to the song; it's really good. Watch the video; it'll make you like the song even more. Aaron always brings us with a very unique um song every week. Thank you. Okay. No, that wasn't shade. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, he's still. It was because Malik said no, it like I said, that. Thank you. Thank was that, you. that was Jesus. Oh, that was yes, it was. Wasn't it, Stevie? I'm sorry, girl. Thank I you. you. I wasn't shading you, Aaron. Aaron know that. But yet they think it would be me. God. Um. Sidetracked me from my damn jam of the week. My jam of the week is Balloon by Troy Savan. Um. Let me tell you. It's such a cute little song, and it reminds me, um, he talks about, like, baby, I bloom for you. It's very, like, bottomy song, you know, because he was like, just take it slow, and I'll bloom for you. And I was like, I, it is, and I live for it, and I live for it. I live for every moment, because I just, oh, my God. And after My, My, My by Troy, it, it I mean, I I standed um, Blue Neighborhood, but I'm still ready for this new album. Just like Ariana, like you just you can't get me started. Go ahead. But um, that is my jam of the week. Anybody got anything else to say? Speak I now, or f- Move. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. I'm not. I'm not speaking to you. Okay. Right now. Um, I'm I'm paying all your commands. It's all right. Next, anything else? No, baby. Okay, well, we'll see you when we see you. We love y'all. Bye.